Hang on. Nano. Nano Reap. I want to say Nano Can I write a novel in a month? <laughs> the, the thing about. Oh, God. The thing about NaNoWriMo <laughs> is that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't, Can I get a water? Yeah, let's okay. fine. Oh, God. I'm crying. Can I get a spritz? Yeah. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Was it a blue wave? I don't know. Was it? You know, I mean, it depends on... Depends. I mean, I... They won. It's the first time the Democrats have had the House since 2010. They won, arguably at this point, they've won maybe 40, 37 to 40 seats, which is kind of a route when it comes to the House. However, the Senate not only stayed red. um, It got redder. It it got redder. It increased. They increased. Here's the thing. Let's call it a a blue wave. Waves Uh crash. Uh Waves fall back. And I'm confident... Yes. And afraid that this wave is going to crash early. That, yeah, we've got, we'll, we'll hold the House till 2020, but that the Democrats are going to fuck it up in the fourth quarter like they always do. Yeah. And then we'll be, we'll be back to red in 2020. See, my, this so it's thing, like, how much good can we do in well, two years? This is my issue is I don't think we, this, it's, I, I, I'll go ahead and concede that it was a blue wave. Um, I'll mm-hmm. concede that, you know, because, but the concession goes with the fact that, uh, we're going to need a purple wave to win 2020. Yeah. You know, and I don't think uh, either the strident left or even the centrist liberals are interested at this point in trying to court a lot of those uneducated white men. No, not they, at all. I think they've given up on them. Yeah. And now it's all just about a politics of we're going to take over and you're going to fucking like it. And yeah. I think that, and that's what the Republicans have done. We don't give a shit about you and your identity politics. We're going to fuck you up because we've got the uneducated white guys and there's enough of them that we can keep, you know, playing this game. Yeah. And it's like, there's no, there's no profit in this. I'm writing a piece right now that, that basically is Pelosi going to be our Boehner. Yeah. You know, because he he was like the Speaker of the House and, mm-hmm. and then got the Tea Party in there and he couldn't wrangle that, this group of about 60, yeah. like, absolutely intractable asshole zealots. Uh-huh. And I'm afraid that uh, Pelosi will become the Speaker and she'll have about 60 intractable fucking asshole zealots who we're not going to back up. We have yeah. to impeach Trump. It's a mistake going to, to, to impeach Trump, Trump from a, a strategic standpoint. Big mistake, because all that's going to do is just it's just going to inflame his base. That's we'll, all it's we'll going to do. But I think the base is going to be inflamed no matter what. Yeah, but if they go goes, after him hardcore, they yeah. need to. What they need to do now is they need to pay attention to McConnell mm-hmm. and mind the Medicare Medicaid stuff. Well, the thing is, they can't do anything with the Medicare Medicaid stuff primarily because when it comes to those kinds of uh, Medicare, Social Security. Mm-hmm. Obamacare, all that stuff has to be passed by both houses. Right. Which means that for two years, that's off the table. Fine. Yeah. That's what they have to do then, is they just have yeah. to keep the puck from going in the goal. Exactly. Yeah. How's that for two different sports analogies? It's, it's good. It's good. Um, 
because there aren't four quarters in hockey. There's only three periods. I, I wouldn't All right. know. Um, <laughs> but I think that what they need, they also need to pay attention to is the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. Because he gets rid of Sessions, and then the what's, I can't remember Whitaker. the dude's name. Whitaker. Yeah. Probably, he's probably going to well, call, the call it of, off. The or... thing, he's not going to call it off, and he's not going to fire Mueller, primarily because if there's, this is the thing. Is and it Mueller or Mueller? Mueller. It's Mueller. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is Mueller. Um, but the reason, I don't think he's going to, th- this is the thing that makes me, this is the thing that's going to be disappointing, is I don't think he's going to call off, I don't think he's going to fire Mueller. Um, See, I don't. Th- I don't. Well, I don't think Whitaker's going to stay as his acting attorney general for very long because that's actually constitutionally illegal. So he can't do that. That's right. So but he can be there long enough to cause some some he, damage. He, well, I'm sure he's going to cause some damage. But the thing is, I I think Mueller is. I think what's going to happen is they're not going to call it off. They're going to limit the scope. Yeah. Because that's really what they want to do is limit the scope. Yeah. And then Mueller's going to come out, and he's going to have his thing, and it's going to show that there was no collusion. Right. I, the thing about it is, I don't think there's collusion that was treasonous, or even I, that's Probably why not, that's no. why Mueller's been going into his finances. He's trying to find out. Well, right, because that's the thing is that like you look at Clinton, the last time yeah. that there was a a special prosecutor yeah. investigating the president, they didn't get him on the things they wanted to get him on. No, they got him on this on lying on about the Monica his, Lewinsky thing. his dick. Yeah, so. It's like, it's the Al Capone thing. They didn't get him on all the murder and the organized yeah. crime shit. They got him on fucking tax. And, and, and the thing is, I don't think, that's the thing. Is I don't think the Mueller investigation is going to bear the fruit. That, and, and this is what is like, we were talking about Eric Wilson being so excited. Yeah. About And yes, we love you, Eric. Um, but so excited about, you know, putting it down. What I thought was very funny about his American shithole was it wasn't any different than what Trump did for their side. No. Trump got up and went, we're the fucking mom, and look at how many people, and anybody that didn't like me, they didn't give me enough love, they're the Republicans that get voted, and American shithole was, look, we fucked you over, and we, guess what, you're both wrong. But we didn't fuck anybody over. No, in we fact. We won some seats in the we, House. We won some seats in the House, we won Republican seats that would have turned anyway because they were in Clinton country, right. it was not a massive yeah. win, it was a win we needed, it was a clutch game, but this, in, in baseball terms, this was not a grand slam. This was a base hit triple. That's yeah, about it. Right. Maybe a triple. You know what I right. mean? We're, this, we didn't get any. We didn't get any runs on this one. Yeah. We just got on base. We've now, now we're now, now we've we've created a stalemate. Yeah. But we have not won shit. Basically, basically what this did was it put the Democrats back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because we weren't in the game, we didn't have we didn't have a house. This thing, look at look at the federal politics. Yeah, but politics. if they're in the house, they have to know how to play the game, and I don't well, think that, that they do. Well, they're in the game now. Can they play it? Fucking I don't know. Put me in. Put me but in the game. Put me in, the in, game. in any NFL yeah. game. Well, I'm in the game. I'm no. Fu- it's Rudy. Yeah, Rudy's exactly. a fucking game. He's not any good. No, but we He's love him. Fu- or that, Lucas. And that may be the Democrats right now. Football hero. That may be the Democrats right now. I, is yeah. that they're in the game, but they're Rudy, and and that's a feel good thing. Yeah. But ultimately, if it's up to Rudy to fucking make the touchdown, it ain't gonna happen. And I'll tell you something about Rudy. Um, he's a fucking dick. Oh, is he the real guy? Yeah. No, I, 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 no. I met him at a, some event years ago. He's a fucking prick. He has bought his hype. He has bought into his own oh, movie. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, I'm Rudy. Like, you well, you know the thing. The hey, off. let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, we talked last week. You were talking about how you had your three years of rough time, you yeah. know? 
So let's say, let's say you write a memoir. Mm -hmm. David Himmel writes mm -hmm. a memoir. And then all of a sudden, Warner Brothers picks it up and they make a film and it's directed by David Fincher. And it's what, and, and the whole point of the film is what a great underdog story. And yeah. it comes out and fucking everybody's chanting Himmel, Himmel. Wouldn't it get to you? Wouldn't, wouldn't it go to your head? I don't know if it'd go to my, I mean, in what way? Like, would I be a dick about it? I you like might. think I wouldn't be. You might. If suddenly everybody knows who you that. are. I would be grateful for that, for the attention. I'd be grateful. Hey, if I inspired you, right on. If if you, you think I'm a hero, great. I'm not going to be rude to people. I'm not going to be short to people. You know, this is what I'll tell you. This, the, my experience with fame is that the people that are super famous, Tom Hanks, Ringo Starr, you know, Bill Clinton, actually, who I've met, are super cool, yeah. are super gracious, you know, because they don't have, but the people that are kind of famous, yeah. they're famous in, as I've said, in an NPR way, or, you know, they're, <laughs> they're kind of famous, they're famous, they're like, they're like a lead on the Chicago fire, you yeah. know, kind of famous, have a higher degree of dickitude yeah. than not. And it's because they think they're really, really, really famous. Yeah. And so there's this, cloying desperation of don't you know who I am Tom you Hanks know, everybody knows who Tom Hanks is so he, he doesn't, know, have, to, he yeah, doesn't have to ask the yeah. question he has no insecurity but because every motherfucker on the planet earth knows who Tom Hanks is it's funny so he doesn't have to worry about it because my new book that's out now yes your the new last book. DJ the life and times of a 20 something oldies disc jockey discusses this very thing so in the book there's the character is an endless celebrity and then there's all these other celebrities around him that are you know not Tom Hanks, but yeah. they're like local, like a local heroes, yeah, kind of celebrities, yeah. yeah. And they're some of them are really fucking like. Would you stop? You're yeah. not that big of a deal. Um, Monty Rock the Third is one of them. Okay. Um, do you know who Monty? Rock I have is? no idea who exactly Monty Rock is. my fucking yeah. point. Monty Rock the Third. Everybody in Las Vegas, if he's not dead, you'll probably know who Monty Rock the Third is when you get out there. Okay. Is it public knowledge? Well, it is now. Well, fuck it. All right. So when you move to Las Vegas, yes. In a few months. In a few months. Um, um, he was the he was the DJ in uh, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Okay, and that's it. Really? That is it. I mean, I, I have to admit, I, I think he's that's kind of cool. You know, he's he's a kind of a weirdo and an eccentric and and like right on, man. Embrace your shit, but so yeah, that's that's it's it's Calm pretty the minor. Fuck down. It's pretty. It's yeah. like Richard Marx. What a dick Richard Marx is. Well, Have you heard the stories about what a dick Richard Marx is? No. He's a total fucking cunt. He is such a preening asshole because he thinks he's a real big deal. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I heard a Richard Marx song the other day on the. I don't know what. I was listening to eighty-seven point seven. Yeah, Me TV. Yeah, which or the Me TV radio, you yeah. know. And I love that channel. Uh -huh. Richard Marx came on and I turned it off because Richard Marx sucks. The Daredevil season three, I loved one and two. Yeah, I did too. Um. Season three was a really slow burn. It they took some time, and there was one. It was probably like the like four or five before it ended. Yeah. Went, oh shit! Here we go. Oh, I know where it was. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Stop. St we're spoiling it. Okay, go ahead. When the uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the the FBI, like the main FBI agent. Yeah. Or, yeah oh or, yeah. Yeah. When his boss shoots, shoots the, the yeah, shoots I went, the, oh shit, just got black. real. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well, it, what it, yeah. what it was was it was, and I I thought 
the, the thing I liked about it, I, there were a lot of things I liked, is is that they were, the only thing that I would say that is something I don't think they expected, but I also think it was necessary. Um, uh, Kingpin is far less interesting the more powerful he gets. He's he's so much more interesting when he's disempowered, but he's trying to be powerful. But they had to make him less interesting because yeah. it had to be Daredevil's show. It had to be Matt Murdock right. that you were rooting for and not Kingpin. Right. And so, you know, as he got more powerful, more and more powerful, um, he became less. back the onion. Yeah, of yeah it really yeah. was. But I yeah. love that, that, that you get, you've got your first three episodes, which, which are just sort of like, okay, Matt's had his shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with his Catholic guilt, and he, and he can't. He has no powers. So now we're talking about Foggy. We're looking at everybody's care. We're looking at you know uh, mm-hmm. Fisk, and we're ta- taking a look at all these characters. It's a real slow build, and then because they know they're going to slow build, yeah. they have in season in episode four the fucking most amazing one take battle through that prison. Did you the the fight? Yes. I mean, that, and, and this thing, yeah. I've read about it since. That is one take. That's incredible. And, and the thing is that they had to do is they actually had to have stunt people. And most of that was Charlie Cox. Most of it was him. Really? Yeah. Most, right on. I like basically, him. They, they basically, they, I mean, they choreographed. It's a 20-minute fucking one shot. Mm-hmm. And it's all through all the hallways. And in the middle of it, they had this moment where they has to have this this sort of like come to Jesus scene yeah. and continue it. It was like a ballet. Yeah. You know, and they were, and they had, they had stunt people that would that, that, that like twice jumped in for Charlie Cox just because there was no way for him to, you know, I yeah. mean, but I just thought that was the, fun. it'd be, it'd be, it'd be that thing is because if you remember the reason anybody watched Daredevil the first time was that episode three has the hallway fight. Yeah. And you go, what the fuck? That was amazing choreography. That was yeah. a bad, this was off the chain. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It was like Scorsese good. Yeah. Um, and then we had episode five and it was like, oh, okay. And that was when we start really getting into Bullseye mm-hmm. and figuring him out. Bullseye annoyed me in the first like two episodes he was in. But then it starts, to, oh, they start. Yeah. To, I thought it was one of the best. <clears throat> what I liked about it more than anything else is I understand the argument that it's a little slow, but it's the first time I've seen the Marvel Netflix shows actually use all 13 episodes well. Yeah. Because most of them could be 10, even even Luke Cage. Even that weird that weird um, episode where there was, you know, 80% of it was mm-hmm. the Karen backstory. Mm-hmm. I was like, where the fuck is this going? But it was really, it was an it interesting was, story. And then well at the very done. end, it the last 20%, you're like, completely justified. Oh. Okay. Totally just yep. exactly, and yep. that, I thought it Which was, was smart. great storytelling. And I don't have a problem with the slow burn. I, I don't either, except that with Daredevil, yeah. it bugged me a little bit. But I fought through it because I trusted it. Yeah, Vincent Dinoff, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. God damn, that guy's good. I don't like him. Oh, so I think he's. I don't like him at amazing. all. I didn't like him in the Law and Order he did. Oh. I don't like him in. I liked him in uh, uh, Men in Black. I thought well, he was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really good. Eggers, your sugar water. Yeah. I want some. Yeah, like that yeah, yeah that was a great character. Him as Kingpin. So first of all, I, th- I think that D'Onofrio is a scene chewing. He's a fuck. He's a hungry hippo of of chewing scenes, which he's, is why I think he's brilliant as Kingpin. The problem I have with his Kingpin, Full Metal Jacket. I don't even remember him in Full Metal Jacket. 
Oh my! Wait, is he the one that blows his head off? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's Say like that. That was the one that put him on yeah. the map. He map. Yeah. He's so fucking good yeah. in that movie. You're right. Okay. Holy shit! So then, forget all the other stuff that he did. But as as Kingpin, okay. what I don't like about him is that I, I like the struggle. I like yeah. that they show Kingpin's weakness. Uh-huh. I think that's interesting, rather than him being yeah, you know, yeah. just uh, invincible big yeah. guy. Oh, okay. But he never changes his tone. He's the same, like, half-broken, struggling man when he's Kingpin versus when he's Wilson Fisk. That's actually what I like about it. See, I don't like that because he talks to his his love the same way he talks to Daredevil, which is the same way he talks to the FBI. That's what I like about it. But that's not real. No, that is real. That, because that, we don't do that. People the, don't do that. Well, that's we talk because, to people in different ways. But that's because this is this is the, the, the this, and I've read too many Daredevil comics. Either. But that's the thing is, you and I aren't so completely uh, powerful and so completely in control of everything that we can just be who we are in every situation. We have to negotiate with our behavior. We have to negotiate with how That's we dress. Okay. We have to go, we have to negotiate. We talk to our boss in a different way. We talk to our mom. And to, this is a guy who killed his fucking father with a hammer when he was twelve. Yeah, his mother loved him for it. Mm-hmm. He's been to prison multiple times. He's smarter than almost any human being he's ever encountered in his life. Yeah, and. If he loses his temper, he can snap you like a fucking twig. This yeah. guy has no weakness except for the fact that he falls in love. That's the only weakness. I think that he's just he has too... no reason to be any. He has no negotiating reason. He is himself to everyone. I love that. I about know this was a dig against uh, the Iron Fist. Yes. Especially season one of yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah. Is that Iron Fist was too emo. He was too millennial emo guy. He was just right? a whiny shit. Yeah. I felt that this season of Daredevil was way too emo. And Fisk, Kingpin, I'll give you that. Yeah, I will actually Kingpin agree was with that. really emo this whole time. And it's like, uh, get it. We get it. Your your love and your love and this love. Shut well, the fuck the, this up. This is the thing. Like is what what they really it. did. What they really did for Daredevil, and that, and this is what I really. It, it's the thing that I've always disliked much as much. Uh, it, what I've always disliked about Daredevil the most. To get the word most out. Um, but I've also really understood that it's the strength of it is I hate the Catholicism. I hate his internal struggle with being a good Catholic versus being a guy who goes out and beats the shit out of criminals. I've always never See, really, I like that. Well, I've never liked the Catholic thing. Is that and because it's, it's Catholic? Because it's, it's a no, it just, it's, it's, it's man versus self. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it, maybe it's just that it's church. However, <laughs> and I don't fucking like church. Um, however. Well, neither does he, and that's the struggle. But, but yeah, but that's what I like <laughs> about, I never liked it in the comics, but I really have liked it in these Netflix shows. Yeah. I've really liked, and what I liked about season three more than anything else is we get a full accounting yeah. of his Catholicism in a way that we have not gotten so far. Right. And we get to see him in the church. We get to see him deal with the, the, the figures in the church that are his to, mm-hmm. to deal with. We get to see how that plays out and I his like faith. That. I like I loved it because yeah. something I've really never bought into, I totally bought into this time. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Wilson Fisk. Is Kingpin is in the, in the comics, this is a Spider-Man villain. Yep. 
He's more an avatar. He's more just an archetype. Yeah. That's what I loved about him wearing the white suit in this because he hasn't worn the white suit. He's got a uniform. That's he's his got, uniform yeah, is that big yeah. fucking white suit. Yeah. Um, but what I and really like. And I just like, love that they show his closet and it looks yeah. like Ronald McDonald's closet. I it's love all, it's all which, white suits. It's yeah, brilliant. Which I thought was it's, hilarious. I just went, yeah. yes, that is exactly what I want my Wilson to be. It was the same. Be. Didn't he get, got married in the same suit? Yeah. Didn't he? Oh, yeah. Maybe like put on a white vest Once and that was like the only difference. No, he had the white. She put a rose on him, remember? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, she put the rose. He was trying to figure out what fucking. What flower to wear, but that ultimately—that's like that. ultimately why I loved it was yeah. because what you saw was Matt Murdock struggling with the thing that actually makes him a hero, mm-hmm. which is his sort of Catholic guilt. It's the thing that good. makes him a hero, and what you saw with Wilson Fisk is the one thing that makes him vulnerable as a villain is that he's in love with this woman. I felt that they. I felt this way in the first and they season really too. That, that they rushed that a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, they rushed it a little bit. So, but, oh, well, that, they didn't know they were going to be doing either. three seasons. That's the thing. So they wanted to get yeah. it in. Yeah. So I think yeah. they did a nice yeah. job, but I understand why they, you know they didn't take four episodes to really really develop the, the courtship. Because who Foggy, was this? Foggy's home life bugged me a little bit. I like Foggy. I like the actor. I liked his. I liked his his home life just because I liked that he sold out, and as a part of selling oh. out. Yeah. As a part of selling out, he gets the hot chick. um, He gets the great apartment. He has the great suits. I love that that's, you know, that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, But I also really like the fact that this character, who was sort of a vapid cunt in the first... For like a minute, though. She was there for like... On episode, no, she was two ep- two or three episodes, but, but she like was sort of like minutes in total. Yeah, she was know. sort of like this. Not, I love the fact that she really loves him, and he really loves her. And there's that moment. It's my favorite moment. It's like he's now the murders have happened, and all that stuff, the bad daredevil, and all that shit. And yeah. he comes home, and you can see he's just and they and she sees that he's angry he's and wounded, and, and yeah. then they just fuck like crazy. It's like. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, but then at the end, they're both still wearing their clothes, which I never buy. And well, I get yeah. it, it's TV, and okay, fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that my problem with, with his home life is that her character, she served a purpose, but it was this like shoehorned purpose. Like, she was this MacGuffin, you know? I'll buy that. And I felt bad for the actor, because she's like, she has she nothing to work with. Yeah, she, she, she has, has to, she has to deliver she lines so Foggy can... Run for district attorney. She has to deliver lines so he can, you know, get up off his, pull his bootstraps up and, you know, get back out there. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, okay. And I get that that has to happen, but it just, when every other character in the entire show, yeah. every character, even the FBI guy's, the FBI agent's wife. Yeah, has a, has a very you know, specific she purpose. She starts out kind of like pointless, but she's got this purpose and there's this depth to her. Yeah. We never get to see the depth of Foggy's girlfriend. Well, yeah, she's sort of a... And she it's is, like the she's, one character she's a that serviceable isn't written character. Yeah, she's a serviceable character. The way the rest character. of everybody else is, so that just that she's there. She's, she's there like his suits. She's one of his really nice suits. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what she... But I, right. I, I enjoyed... I mean, of course I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I hope they do a fourth. I um, really, really enjoyed it. I'd, I'd like to see the fourth, because I'd like to see... What I don't want to see is I don't want to see Kingpin come back again, like take a break... Well, that's what they're doing because I mean, he's the, he's the first the like first this, the first season was Kingpin. Yeah, the second, second season Kingpin was Punisher. Was and Punisher. They, and had, that, they had Kingpin like he was in the background. In the, background. Well, I, the thing is, I think Kingpin should always be in the background because if you understand the Daredevil comics, right. and that Kingpin Kingpin's is he's kind fucking of, Kingpin. He's Magneto to yes. the X Men. He's yes. always kind of always running there. the shot, yep. even if he's not in the t- storyline. Yeah. He is connected in some way because right. he's. 
controlling. He's a chess master. Yeah. That's, 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 all right. I love, yeah, all right. So but I'd, think, l- I'd like to see what happens with, <laughs> I'd like to see Daredevil and uh, um, Bullseye go at it a bit more. How does yeah. Bullseye change a little bit? You know, like, yeah. let's, let's see that develop. Which more. I thought, one of the things I really enjoyed, and, and then I'll, we can move something else, but I really liked how they used Bullseye's power, so to speak. You know, yeah. I mean, because I've seen Bulls. I mean, it's like the original Daredevil movie, but the concept of Bullseye is like, oh, he can he can shoot a gun. No, I mean he's it, it, he and Daredevil when they're fighting, all he needs is about five feet from him, and yeah. he kicks his ass. Yep. Because all he has to do is whatever he grabs Anything. is going to fucking a fucking book, a book, a moleskin. staple, death by moleskin. Yeah, I mean yeah. that guy because he is so dead on with his shit. It's that I really loved. Like the fight in the newsroom. Yeah. That was fucking great. That was awesome. That was and I really loved, I, fun. I laughed out loud when he threw the, he was going to shoot the, the yeah. FBI woman, the captain, whatever she was. Yeah, yeah. And he decides not to. And then he's just like walking away and just like chucks mm-hmm. it, like this back throws it. And hits her yeah, hits her back. Yeah. Just, just I mean, it's just like, up. I loved, there were so many good moments. And I really like Bullseye quite yeah. a bit. And then yeah. he was a psycho. I liked the whole therapy tapes and I all loved that the, shit. And I loved how they showed it, like in Kingpin's apartment. Yeah. When Kingpin's oh. listening to him. That was a great way to tell his backstory. Brilliant. And so good, such a same good with movie Karen. Making, like yeah. the, the way they tell the backstories. Yeah, they did a nice job with that. That was really good, clever writing. Rather than just doing a plain old flashback, yeah. they made it interesting. I think unless they th- th- that, that was really cool. If Disney, uh, that's the only thing is if Disney is buying off all this stuff, and if they're going to continue it, I hope they get the same uh, team because mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix. I think the Netflix Marvel stuff has been uh, even the, even with the Iron Fist being sort of. Uh, I think it's been vast. I think it's excellent. I oh, really, yeah. all of them, I like. I can't and wait for the next Punisher. I, yeah, uh, Punisher I can't wait was, for the I next was a Jessica big Jones. Because Jessica Jones is really my favorite of all of them. But I, so I Luke Cage is mine. Okay, there you go. So I love and Jessica I'm Jones. Really bummed that they can't. Yeah, that's a, well. I'd like to see what they do, but we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. I, I want people to write during NaNoWriMo. <laughs> I, I do it, fucking do it, man! Like I do. Is it, it Remo or Rimo? I guess it'd be Rimo because that's what I always month. thought it yeah. was Nano Rimo. And anybody that's actually said that word to me in public, it's all I can do not to like just get a, like like a yeah. metal spatula because and it looks whack like right Remo. in the fucking cheek. I what? see it. I want to see. I I see it. You and say I it's see an Rimo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. But that's part of the problem with it is that it it doesn't I make sense. It, it's a fucking yeah. I want to call it a hipster convention, but it was done long before right. they were hipsters. So right. it's like ah. Uh, so. Part of the reason that this bugs me yes. is that, and I wrote about this. Yes, you did. Um, is that I found out about NaNoWriMo. I just, it hurts me to it, say it. It really does. Watching like, it's you hard. do I know. it. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like I see a ripple it. of yeah. pain go through It's like, no, thanks for tequila shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. <laughs> the thing with NaNoWriMo. The thing with NaNoWriMo. <laughs> hey, hang on. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> I want to say NaNoWriMo. <laughs> Can I write a novel in a month? <laughs> the, the thing about... Oh, God. The thing about NaNoWriMo... <laughs> is that... I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Can Don't, I get a water? Yeah, okay. Oh, God, I'm crying. Can I get a spritz? Yeah. So the, the thing about it is that I found out about it literally the day after I got home from a week in a... 
uh, a, a, a writer's works. Me and my buddy Jarrett, we went up to Michigan because we were like, we need to fucking write these novels. We've been talking about it. Let's get away from our wife. Well, I didn't have a wife at the time, but girlfriends, um, his wife and kids and work. Just fucking take a week. And we're just going to fucking write. Yeah. Quit dicking around with freelancing. Quit dicking around with yeah. responsibility. Just fucking do it. Bang it out. How'd that, how'd that go for you? It went well. Really? Because you're still freelancing. Oh, well, we didn't set out to, like, this was going to, we won't have to freelance. Oh, okay. All right. But, like, so just to that. get it done. Or to put a huge fucking dent in it. I will just point, I, and, and I just have to say it. I wanted you to continue talking about it. Well, I'm poorer I, I, now I just, than I was. <laughs> I just want to say that that the way we both feel a little bit about NaNoWriMo. <laughs> oh, God. I feel the same way about, about uh, like, writer's retreats. Yes. Fuck you. I do too. Go get a gut. If you want a writer's retreat, if it's if your life is so, it's like when Ian Belknap said, hey, go fund me so I can afford to have like an outside <laughs> office because I can't write my house because I have people in there and family. You fuck off, you fucking feet cunt. But. Well, yes. I hate that. Yeah. If you want to have a writer's retreat, there's a fucking Super 8 motel. Go rent it for a week and go sit there by yourself and fucking write. That's exactly it. But what do you got to go pay for a conference? Just no. go to a fucking go Super fucking 8. Write. Go to a fucking and Motel that's, 6. That's what Jared and, and I write. did. You, and here's the thing. is, no, wait, s- you, So you didn't go to like some retreat area where they have like no. conversation? Well, when you Fuck said you off. went Are on you a writer's retreat. My- writer's retreat is I like- didn't say writer's retreat. I said writer's workshop. Well, okay. or, I'm sorry. I meant sweatshop. I did. I said workshop. Yeah, I meant okay. sweatshop. All right. Sorry. So we, my fault. Okay. Because when yeah. I heard workshop, what yeah. I see is a no. bunch of fucking MFA. Yeah. I've got my yeah. MFA in creative nonfiction and I'm all sitting. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sit. And then there's, I have to go out to the woods and just breathe in the good air with yeah. the pine trees so nope. that I can think of I the things pine. that I want to write. I need pine and, and green tea. I can't Otherwise, take I that can, shit. I can't create characters I, about pine it's and green like tea. A, it's like no. if you're going to write fucking, fucking hole up in a goddamn cabin somewhere, but don't you don't need to pay for... like You need, you need solitude. You need quiet to get the shit done. Yeah. I get that. That's what we did. We went up to the summer camp that I grew up okay. at. I, that summer, I asked the owner, I said, Dana, uh, what happens to your house... In this, because she built the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said, I could I come up here and just like write for a week. She goes, Of course. Stopping so, okay. So you, you did your own personal retreat with a friend, and we didn't fucking like workshop our shit. Okay, we talked about God. like I was like, Jared, oh. I what about this? He's like, I, I don't know, do that. I've got my own fucking thing to worry about. It's why we I'm were... resistant. It's why I'm resistant when we've talked about this before. It's like having a literate ape. Let's have a writer's workshop like Chuck Palahniuk does. And I, I, if you want to do it, I'm all about it. But mm. I fundamentally hate that shit. There I is, just do. It's but just there is so insular. There is something that is helpful about... I mean, shit, we we do this. To, I, I do it more with you. We bouncing do it, shit off of yeah, you. Yeah, I don't mind bouncing. Like, what do you think about... Could, yeah, bouncing shit this? off each other is great. Eric does it. We do it. Yeah. yeah that's digital. That, that's but different the, than... Let's go sit around yes, in a fucking with circle. With strangers that don't yeah. know you Here, or know where you're trying to come circle, from. Yeah. And we're going to drink some coffee. And then there's some Dale bagels over there. And now what we're going to do is we're going to read your piece out loud and like fucking AA have a conversation about it I get it and the thing is I understand why it's helpful for some people I I don't disparage them but don't fucking invite me because what I want to do is sit and go yeah, bored, and then walk out. I, I want to fucking fuck work. I yeah, I, I want to write writing. this shit out. Then I want to fucking break it apart. Yeah, and because you have to do that, you That's, do have to bounce it off. You people. gotta bounce you it off. Have yeah. to fucking run. I can't even count the number of people that I've run the last DJ book by. 
I mean, there's a handful. You know, I, I guess I could count them. They're in the fucking acknowledgements. Believers of Sledgehammer is four people for me. Yeah. And for the most part, I didn't care what you guys thought. I mean, it, I'm glad right. that Ultimately, you did. Ultimately, it's your it book. Was, it was take the shit and get rid of everything you hate. Because I had so much material yeah. that I knew that I couldn't keep it and right. I couldn't cut it. So I went, you guys, you guys well, do my job. Because that's the thing. Is that but you I didn't even it. look at what you guys cut. I didn't even reread. If you, David, if you just axed it out, I didn't even bother to look. It was gone. Dana, she axed out. It's gone. Joe, axed out. Gone. See, I, there's an interest between you and I because I will read it and be like, all right, why didn't he like this? I just didn't care. It's like I, I you but, did it. okay, you, if, you it's, guys, if it's not working for him yeah, and you, I trust him for a reason. That was why I asked then you. Then You guys no did exactly what I asked you to do, which was yeah. I didn't need, and Dana, Dana wanted to have a whole lot of like, let me rework some things. This is worded funny. And sometimes I paid attention, but that was annoying to me because all I really wanted is go through it, is what you did. And Bring that the, shit down. Just yeah. go through it and say, this sucks. This is bullshit. I don't like this. This didn't work for me. Yeah. And just weed it, just whittle that shit down until it's a manageable number. I never even bothered to look at what you guys cut at all. I just went, okay. So that's You must have had like, a reason. Jarrett and I went there and we didn't fucking talk, man. We sat literally, there was this, this big wooden table. We sat at opposite ends, like that scene in. Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman, yeah, yeah. where he and Vicky Vale are, right? Yep. It was like that. That's and awesome. And all that was between us was a shitload of fucking, you know, legal pads and a printer and a bowl of apples, because I had just gone to the orchard the week before. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I got to fucking apples. Um, but we, we would spend hours across from each other, not fucking talking at all. Brilliant. Until maybe the end of the day where it's like, I don't know, and he's fucking howling at the walls, and I'm fucking losing, because we're yeah. fucking crazy. I would have, well, if you never, you and I ever did that, we'd lose our minds, because I talk out loud when I write. It'd make you crazy. It would make me crazy. It'd make you crazy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I would have to go to a different part of the house. Yeah, I, I argue with myself. I actually, that's the thing is, I think, funny. In I my write story, so many provocative yeah. stuff. I sit and I argue with myself out loud, and it drives Dana nuts. That's, I, in the story, I talk about how I freaked the fuck out, and yeah. I left. Yep. And I wandered the fucking grounds and I had to sort the shit out. Now, we would take breaks to walk around and we would chat about things, but mostly we were just like kind of bullshitting because we didn't yeah. want to, we needed a break from thinking about what yeah, we were thinking about. Yeah, you had to get about. away from the, yeah. But the when break. it was time to fucking work. You got that shit done. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's fucking gory. It's what you got to do. Yeah. You have to sit down so and get that shit done. My issue with, no, 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 is that. Do it, man. Whatever, whatever fucking gets you there. But if you just do it in November, and then you never do it again until next November, yeah, then you're, you're not, not a writer. You're a tourist. unless you're a tourist. every November you're turning the shit out. You turn out a fucking novel and, then, and you yeah. sell. You're in self published. All right. Um, real quick plug. Since we're talking about uh, writing, mm -hmm. um, this is dropping, I believe, the 11th and uh, or the 10th, something like that. The 11th. The 12th, so you're listening to this now on the 11th, maybe. Uh, the 12th, Monday night at Haymarket Pub and Brewery, six Literate Ape writers, six books written by Literate Ape writers. It is the official launch of The Last DJ, who you've heard on this. Uh, and and uh, it's me, it's you, it's Dana, it's Paul Teoto, it's Jill uh, Thurston, Ginny Thurston, and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Harper. Harper. We'll all have a book. Each book has been paired with an alcoholic beverage mm -hmm. and a flight kind of thing. And uh, what you do, you pay $20. You go online. Go online to Facebook. Go online to Eventbrite. Look up Books and Booze. Books, ampersand, booze. And uh, you will find that it's for $20. You get six drinks. 
Each drink is paired. Each are they full size drinks? Or no, are they no, 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 no. These okay. are these are these are flight okay. size. So it's, it's you're not you're not getting you're not getting pints you get of beer. Fired on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's that's Nanorimo trust me. All over six, your desk. six flight. You're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be plenty drunk. You're gonna yeah. enjoy it unless you know a healthy buzz. A healthy buzz. Eat food. But each yeah each uh, each writer is gonna talk a little bit about the booze they chose and why they chose it. And then there is someone else that's gonna read an excerpt from the book. And then at the end of the evening, you have the opportunity if you'd like to purchase any one or all six of the books at fifty percent off mm-hmm. because you did that. So I highly recommend everybody come to books and booze it's a very unusual book reading experience and you'll probably get an autographed book with when you purchase it yeah well that's the thing is if you buy one for 50 percent, we're right there yeah we'll have pens yep. we'll sign your fucking book yeah you know i mean it's not worth that now, much i would gladly now, ruin the book that you just bought by signing it yeah yeah you yeah. know that's i think that's the and way to go just for the record my book is uh, the cover price is 15 dollars. yeah so half of that is 750 yeah so bring change you know bring singles and quarters yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be able to run it through. Uh, if you have a credit card, we, we'll, we've got a square. So. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. First thing is to do, go to Books and Booze. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. It's, I, I wondered it, you know, because I knew we were going to plug it. And I, yeah. I, all right. So, yeah, definitely come to Books and Booze. And if you come, say hi to us, especially. If, and if you are an Apecast listener and you're coming just because you listen to Apecast, please, for Christ's sake, come up and say hi. Yes, please. Tell I'm us Bill. who you are, you weirdo. I'm Bill, and I listen to the Apecast, and the only reason I'm here is because of the Apecast, because we want to know you, because we want to, like, love you hard. Yeah. We want to give you prizes and stuff. All right. My first thing to do is, uh, yeah, this is how I'm going to do it. Um, I've had a very interesting week in terms of examining me, too, Mm -hmm. Um, in ways that I didn't expect. That's probably the whole point of me, too. Well, no, but... You know, I I, I kind of have an entrenched view, entrenched rather, view of sort of some of the the things that have gone on and how things are progressing and whether it's valuable or not and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And uh, one is pop culture, so I'll do that first. So my first thing is I want you to watch House of Cards season six. Okay, they got rid of Spacey because he was a serial uh, what? Wait, flirty? is House of Cards back? Yeah, it's the last. This is the last. So season, she's president now. He's dead. They killed Frank Wonderwood off. So this is an entire set. So they had the opportunity. She's called him Frank Wonderwood. Wonderwood, yes. This, <laughs> thing, this is the thing that's fascinating to me, and it was really interesting. <laughs> Frank Wonderwood. Yes, Wonderwood. There's a fucking poor name. <laughs> yeah, Frank Wonderwood. I'm Frank Wonderwood. Maybe that's how Kevin Spacey actually uh, worked on those 14-year-old oh uh, boys. You believe it? I call it... Wonderwood. Peach, Kaiser Soze. All right. Anyway, um, the thing that was fascinating about season six, and I'm not going to give anything away, is that... You watched all of it? I watched the whole thing. How many episodes? Ten. Where the fuck do you get the time to watch ten hours worth of TV? You know, I find the time. When did they launch it? Oh, God, November 2nd. Just fucking... Seven days ago? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I binge, motherfucker. I don't sleep. You don't understand that I really don't sleep that much. I don't sleep that much. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. And that's what I do. Back to your wonder. That's what I do. I smoke a pipe. Yeah. Or I or I binge watch TV shows to get me away from the constant writing that I'm doing. Yeah. 
Um, one of these days, you and I are going to talk about how much I actually write because I did. That's what I did in October. Is like, how much do I actually write on a daily basis? And it makes me sad the actual volume of shit I write versus the actual volume that's worth keeping. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a really small number considering that I'm just vomitous with words. Anyway, uh, the bizarre lesson about this is Kevin Spacey. They fired him. Right? So they wanted to do season six. And to be clear, they got rid of him in season five. No, they didn't. Well, but he was no longer... He was no longer he was the president. president. It was they, like, what's going to happen He was no longer him? the president. She was the president, but he was still there. The real life... What happened to Kevin Spacey in real life... Yeah. Kind of happened to him in... It, it was... It made season five of, of House of Cards like, uh, well, this is going to be easy. Well, this They're going to get out of this really this easy. Versus the, like Roseanne. It wasn't you know? easy. This is the thing that was interesting is... And I'll, I'll just say this, is that the whole season six, Claire Underwood is the uh, the president. It's all about her. She was always the best The entire, I disagree. Oh? I completely disagree. Okay. And I think this season six demonstrates it in a way that I hadn't thought about, is the entire 10 episodes of season six, which should be about Claire Underwood, is all about Frank. Huh. Every decision made... How did he die? What did he leave? What were his alliances? Everything about this thing is so is about Frank. He's Jack Kennedy. Yes, he's Jack Kennedy in the it's Johnston administration. Huh. How and I went, oh, that's like when they started. I went, okay, so they put him in a grave. You know, he died in his sleep, kind of thing. But then, it's like every character is still completely upset, including Claire. Is still completely obsessed. Claire was the one that fucked him over in the end. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. Huh. Obsessed okay. with Frank Underwood. Obsessed with Kevin Spacey. So the funniest thing is that they got rid of him, mm-hmm. but he is in every minute of these ten episodes. See, I and it's like that is a and, and I went, wow. That's a very interesting choice. I, I I really want you to watch it, and we can talk about it because uh, okay. it's uh, it's it's definitely. I mean, you know, there 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 is the argument. You can say, "Oh, look, it's a Me Too," except it says that even women can be shitbags because Claire is fifty times as evil as Frank Underwood ever. Oh, was. she always has been. Always was, but yeah. the fact that the entire final season is still and, and it makes sense on a narrative sense because he was the main character yeah. for five episodes. Yeah. Or for five seasons, but Jesus Christ, there's it's all about him. Everything's about him. Interesting because again, when they ended season five, yep. Even if Kevin Spacey, if, if the whole thing with Kevin Spacey had not happened, they could have easily gone on without him. Yep. Without Frank Wonderwood. Yep. Wonderwood. Easily. I said that. So way that's too close interesting the that they. So yeah, like I said, it's a, that. Okay. it was a really interesting series of decisions, and uh, and I was really interested. That's why I watched mm. it so quickly because I went, "This is not going." I just assumed they would go in a different direction, and, yeah. and that every I mean every episode Does is it about suck. No, it's. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I thought it was phenomenal. I loved it. I watched every episode. I was on the edge of my seat. I had to end it. There's some dull moments. I mean, they they, yeah. There's some you know. There's some rough patches yeah, yeah. where they, they where they mine some characters that I didn't give a shit about. I was like, well, I don't care about this. Yeah. Um, but Doug gets his Doug really. Doug, let me put it this way. Um, and I don't know if this was a good idea or a bad idea. 
but I kind of liked it because this is how I like to write, and this is my 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 artistic sense is I love symmetry and stu- structure. Yeah. All I'm going to tell you is the very first moment of the very first episode of House of Cards. Kevin Spacey has a dog that's been hit by a car, and yeah. he's talking about there's useless pain and there's useful pain, and at the end he kills the dog mm-hmm. and says, no, no more pain. All I'm going to say is that the final line of the final moment of House of Cards Season 6 is there, no more pain. They bring it full circle. Okay. But not in a way that I saw coming. And I don't know if I... I, I it was satisfying to me in a lot of ways, but it was okay. very interesting choices. Highly and this is it. the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not okay, they're done. Yeah, okay. they're done. They're done. All right. So that was my number one. We Damn. really talked a lot about Jesus. it. Jesus, yeah. yeah. Dana's not going to be happy about this. House of Cards. All right, so my next thing to do uh, is read. It's a, it's a an article in New York Times Magazine. Yes, that I believe comes out. To, if you're listening on Sunday when this podcast drops, it comes out in the New York Magazine today. It's already online. Uh, it's an article written by Janet Reitman. It's called. It's is a long headline, so hang on. U.S. law enforcement failed to see the threat of white nationalism. Now they don't know how to stop it. I read, I read it. I love that we read. Yes. Yes. I agree. Talk about it. Yes. Uh, oh. Real briefly, it looks at like it's, the le- like since 9-11. Yeah. How the administration, the presidential administration, the White House, all of them, mm-hmm. all three of them, since 9-11, yeah. have fucked it up. Yep. This, and it's say. a good read. It's all I'm going to say. You really must read it, especially as we go into a democratically controlled house. And if you've yeah. ever had a fucking boner for Obama. Yeah, you will have one. Just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with yeah. it. I'm with it. All right. Okay. My second one is a listen. Okay. And this is actually, uh, after I watched House of Cards, um, I am I, a big fan of Sam Harris. I really love his podcast, Waking Up with Sam Harris. Um Episode 141, he has a conversation with Rebecca Traster. Now, Rebecca Traster is a New York a New Yorker columnist, but she just came out with a book called Good and Mad, The Revolutionary Power of Women's Anger. And it's a really good conversation because mm-hmm. Sam Harris comes from that perspective that the Me Too has it, it, it has the potential to go too too far that that the internet mob has taken over sort of like the and the consequences and she is both very thoughtful, non-combative, and incredibly persuasive about her point of view. There's still some things I have some issues with, and that I that I'm I'm a little bit more on Sam's side. But she's she's really good, Rebecca Traster, okay. and this is a it's a two hour podcast. Man, I'm telling you, there's not a wasted word. She's fucking on point, hmm. and she said some things that I had not considered. It really changed um, my perspective about. I wrote this not too long ago for Medium, not for the Ape, uh, where where I realized. Oh, there is a substantive difference between the women and men, but mostly women, who are telling their stories of their bullies, abusers, and rapists. Yeah. And the internet mob that attacks anybody that questions it. There is a difference. And that the women who are saying Me Too are not the same as the internet mob that attacks anybody that questions Me Too. It's a different set of people. Because these women that yeah. are saying I did this happened to me are not attacking 
No. Anybody. Blasey Ford is not. And, and, and so it, it, it yeah. was, it, but the thing about it is, again, it's easy to, to kind of lump things together. Yeah. And I'm not as, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. And hearing her talk. I never thought that. Yeah. The way she talked about it was, it was really clear. And, and I highly recommend Waking okay. Up with Sam Harris, episode 141 with Rebecca Traster. Really, really well worth the listen. Okay. Uh, my third thing to do this week is 110,000% self-serving. Buy my book. Mm -hmm. The Last DJ. Yes. The Life and Times of a 20-something oldies disc jockey. Uh, it's it's fiction, it's, but it's based on a true story. So basically, this, this is... Uh, this is my, my... When I worked on radio in Las Vegas. It's creative nonfiction. Sure. All you need is I mean, an, an MFA and go to Ragstock and you're all there. Ragdale. Whatever oh, it is. I wish they would have me. Oh, yes. I have so much green tea. I, don't, I want to share it with my friends. It's true. <laughs> Um, buy the book. It's on Amazon. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get it. They'll you can go to your local. And don't worry about how, whatever, yellow, but, yeah. how yellow the cover is. Shut it's the a, it's about ten percent more yellow Shut than up. it needs to be. But it's Dick. like okay, yeah, <laughs> it's actually good, and I think you'll like it's, it. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. It's a it's a it's a good read. So my final one is a read. Um, Rebecca Traster's Good and Mad: The Revolutionary Power of Women's Anger. I listened to the podcast. I bought the book on uh, Kindle. I'm not finished with it. You have a Kindle? Yeah. I didn't, there's so many things I don't know about you. I love my Kindle. Who are you? I, I'm Don Hall with Kindle. Okay. Um, I love my I'm Kindle. <laughs> I just, I'm, I, I have a Kindle. I like my Kindle. Hi, I'm Don Hall with a Kindle. With a Kindle. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Frank Wonderwood. Wonder, hello, I'm Don Hall, and this, zip, is Frank, Frank Wonderwood. Wonderwood. Okay. Hello. Uh, hello. I have a mushroom cap. Um, <laughs> no, but I haven't read all of Good and Mad, The Revolutionary Power of Women's Anger. It makes me feel bad that we talked about my dick as I'm promoting this book about women's anger, but... It's... Yeah, whatever. it's perfect. Um, haven't read it all, but... And, and, and so far, I'm not entirely in favor of all of her conclusions, but I gotta say, if, if the... Me and this is more specifically... I mean, women should read it just because it's a good book. Men, especially men who are sort of like really uncomfortable with the direction Me Too has gone... Um, you need to read this book. I mean, seriously, you need to read this book. It it provides it provides some insight that I think is extremely valuable. Okay. To that entire construct, it certainly not made me some sort of self loathing. I hate my cock and that I'm a fucking white guy <laughs> ally. Um, but it has given me some perspective that I did not have before. <laughs> So, um, I'm not, I'm not one of those fucking assholes. I just, I want, no, I want. soft assholes. I want but, Esquire magazine to rename the magazine, I Hate My Cock magazine. Yeah, that's because what it is. that's yeah. what it is. God it's I hate my it. cock and I hate the fact that I'm white. Bad cock. And if I could not be white and not have a cock, yeah. then I'd be whole and wonder, fuck you. Yeah. I like my cock pretty much, actually. Most of the time and I, I and, do, I, and, yeah. I, and not that I'm proud to be white, but I don't give a fuck. It's just who I am. What are you going to do? I didn't choose it. Yeah. I didn't wake up and go, oh, hey, I'm in the womb. Well, let me see what press. I would like to press yeah. the lever. I would like lever, to yeah. be white. I would like to be male. And I would like to be cisgender. Wait, you're and telling I, me I get extra chromosomes? I'll take that. You one. know, I yeah. didn't. I didn't Fuck pick off. that. Um, and I and I challenge almost anybody that has lived in this world to say that if they had the opportunity in the womb to choose, that they wouldn't have chosen white male. <clears throat> Rachel Dolez. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, so, but th those are the six things. But I want to go back to your third thing. Buy the last DJ. It is on Amazon. Can yep. I buy it on Kindle? Not yet. You motherfucker. So, I have a Kindle. I'm no, done all no, with a Kindle. Here's why. 
I have to change the formatting for it because my book is too well yep. designed. Yes, I it's seriously like yes, it's overly up. it's overly How, designed yeah. for which is but fine. But it's beautiful. It, it is beautiful. beautiful to hold in your hands. God, it's beautiful. The, the yellow though, eat shit. <laughs> but but it will be available on Kindle like a week from now. It'll it'll be ready. Yes. All right, because I want to buy it on Kindle. So you, it's, but Amazon.com. You, you motherfucker. Yeah, it's me. Um, Amazon.com. Would you just type in the last DJ? And you know, do do Amazon Smile, and make make Gilda's Club Chicago your charity of choice. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So I think we have yeah, uh, we have plugged and books and booze and books and booze. And if you come to books and booze, there'll actually be books. Yep. We didn't know that until very soon that we were actually going to have it. some DJ books. But we're definitely going to have Believe is a Sledgehammer. We're definitely going to have Pisces Eye. Toyota's going to bring his fucking doorstop yeah. of a book. Jesus. Um, you know, it's huge. Possibly there is, is a good giant. chance. You could bean somebody with that fucking book and they'd die. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, it's bull, huge. You could, you could be your own kind of bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a yeah, big ass book. A, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a blunt gonna, object. You're going to get a bicep and, reading that motherfucking yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a chance. It's up in the air about whether the books are going to be there in time because we published late. Because the author is a fucking neurotic Because he's a perfectionist, bag. which is why I keep bringing up the yellow thing. I will just share, before we sign off, I will share that the reason the book might be late <laughs> is it's it's font size, it's spacing, it's <laughs> fucking, I, I, I gotta change my dad's name because he might be mad. It's I mean, it is this increasing anxiety-ridden perfectionism. So when he finally said, I finally did it, I put the book up, my dig to him was... You know, just looking at the cover, and maybe that, that yellow is like 10% too much yellow. And I know it obsessed. He went into the obsession mode. What? Let me look at the yellow. Is it too yellow? Do I have to recall it? Do I have to? It ah! was legitimately, it was like a good minute of me going, wait, fuck, what? <laughs> I know he's fucking me, but wait a minute. Maybe there's truth to it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck. No, Why fuck did he pick you. The I don't care. I can't care. I can't care anymore. Yes. And fuck you, Don Hall. And that was the text I, I got yeah. back was "fuck you, Don Hall." Yeah. And I was, and I laughed. I yeah. laughed heartily because I understood that my 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 route, my route, my thing, mm -hmm. whatever it, you want to call yeah. it, it dug right in. Yeah. No, you know me well. Yeah. And I'm going to say my buttons. And I'm probably going to say the thing about the yellow thing for a long time because it That's makes fine. me laugh. No, it is. It's funny because it is funny. It's fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> We get it. We're all laughing. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank That's you. the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow at Books and Booze. <laughs> and uh, be sure to like and comment and share and review, review and, and all that stuff. And God bless you. Rock and roll. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 